I'm sitting in such a beautiful place right now, which is good. I need this because I was bummed this morning, Adam. I woke up in just like a bad mood because <laughs> and I'm, I'm such a happy person like all the time. I really am. Like I have a very happy place that I stay in most of the time, but I got some stuff thrown at me last night and I woke up this morning and then I, I've been going to therapy every week, which is really good. Dreams can screw with you too, you know. Dreams? Like when you sleep, like you, you go to bed happy, but if you have wacky dreams and you want to, you think you're going to wake up all glorious, but if you have a screwed up dream, then you can wake up and actually feel affected by that because you're living a whole life in your <laughs> in mind. In your mind. Yeah. Your brain is dealing with, well, it's defragging the shit, whatever it is. So the bad dream is just a, your subconscious trying to deal with stuff, right? I just found out me and my girlfriend used to take, or we're taking melatonin uh-huh. a little bit, and then we, then we just researched and melatonin causes depression. It does? Yeah, it's got a side effect is depression. So I told her, because she wasn't in the best moods, I go, you got to get off that. And I wouldn't take it all the time, but sometimes. And then I woke up sometimes and, and would be like in a bad mood. And then I realized maybe that's affecting it. I didn't know that. I t- sometimes take melatonin, but I find when I, I wake up groggy. Yeah. And so maybe that's the fog of it. I don't know. Isn't it a naturally that's occurring? That's the alcohol. <laughs> that's it. That's all <laughs> the pills. Is it? Is it a naturally occurring hormone, though, right? That they just... It's, it is. It, I think you have natural melatonin in your body, but this is... It says the pills itself. Maybe it's too much. I don't know what it is. Oh, maybe. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm just a comedian. Lana. Yes, you are just a comedian. A very funny comedian. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Oh, thank you. I was just like, yeah, I just... Do I have to intro? What do we do? Do we say who... There was just like, we tell them Adam the Richmond's here. That's me. I don't know. It's super cash. I just like to keep it casual. It's I fun. Like uh, casual works, but I like it's casual. But I feel like I have a real microphone, so I should be telling jokes. <laughs> okay, folks, how you doing here at the uh, the tennis club up here in Laurel Canyon? <laughs> We're up at the tennis. We have a beautiful view. It is beautiful. It's so nice up here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to think you're struggling. And, oh, I'm really struggling. We come here, come to this beautiful canyon. You come up here and... You want to take a dip in the pool afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, like... Have a little tennis lesson It's first the world struggles, right? Yeah. I mean, we all kind of live in our, our little bubble. But, no, I mean, I've had some wackadoodle shit go on the last couple of years, so... Do you know what I claim is my biggest first world struggle? I have Pandora on my phone, and, it's, <laughs> and it, it catches my Bluetooth. And I, when I turn on my car, I want uh-huh. the Pandora to start my Bluetooth. But that... U2, you know that U2, when you bought an iPhone, automatically had their iTunes with their new album. Uh-huh. So now the U2 album just plays as soon Every as I get my car. Time. And I'm like, how do I get this off? Stop playing. Stop. But that's really annoying. Every time? It's anno- not every time, but most of the time. And I'm just like, that's what we call first world problem. <laughs> yeah, that is the first we world. We have to like buy an app to get rid of the U2 <laughs> album that's stuck on your, on, your, on your phone. To get rid of Bono. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if, if, it was, if it was like Joshua Tree, then it would be different. But it's this new album that just sucks. And you're Sorry, Bono, if you're listening to this. Well, if you're constantly like having it drilled into your brain Ugh, it's just bad music oh, first world problems are interesting you know it's like it, it is what well, we get used to it's like when you're when your cell phone doesn't work for five minutes you go crazy right but then you're like i have a, I, it's like star trek like i'm carrying around this technology in my in the palm of my hand yeah. i always i'm i fly as you do a lot and it's i i try hard not to get upset in airports about things because i'm like i'm about to fly in the air that's pretty remarkable. So I try and like put it all in perspective. I think Louis C.K. has a big bit about that. Like does he? Mad. He goes, you're in a giant metal tube. You're, you're floating 25,000 miles in the sky and you're upset you're not getting Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. And I think I've heard jokes like that too and I've always said, because that was always the weirdest part to me about flying. is like nobody really considers like what we're doing, defying the laws of gravity. Right. Well, my grandmother, when like when she was a child, like, they dreamt of being able to fly. Like, yeah, it was it, huge for that. Yes. And then I remember even... Like early on, people used to smoke cigarettes on airplanes and dress fan. <laughs> like people get dressed up and, re- and even applaud. Like if you're ever on an airplane and it's a bumpy landing, people will clap yeah. when the airplane lands. 
Oh, I've been on some planes. I was in uh, Okinawa. I did a, a, a tour for the, oh, the, the done, troops years ago. I've been ago. there. I've done that. But me and Claude Stewart were there, and there was some weather. There was like a tsunami in Okinawa, and we were there, stuck on the were island. Were you there when the, there was? We were stuck on an island. Like, we had to be barricaded but in the But there was barracks. a tsunami. Like, the tsunami hit Okinawa. This was. The it was, tsunami. It wasn't the tsunami, but it was a terrible storm. That's this was probably really scary. eight, nine years ago. Wow. Yeah, and then we actually went to the airport. They dropped us off. Okay, guys, take care. We get to the airport. We were the only ones there. It was super ominous as we're walking in the terminal and going like, there's no way we're getting out of here. We had to call the base back and be like, guys, we're... They have to come and get back yeah, and get you? Yeah, they had to come back and get us. That's and, so and funny. They just dumped again. you there. They're like, sure. Yeah, they're like, okay, thanks for the jokes, guys. Take care. <laughs> You're stuck at the Good airport. luck with that lightning and thunder. I had that happen on one of my military tours where they we were in like, I think we were in Guam, and they, this woman picked us up in the middle of the night, drove us by a gas station and said, you're going to have to get some food because there's not going to be anything where you're going. And it was yeah. a I was like, what am I going to eat? A Slim Jim? Yeah. Literally, there was like soda and Slim Jims. And then well, that's what we did for that. That when we were already on the island, we, they took us to like the, the military store and said, just stock up, guys. We don't know how you're long gonna you're going to be, gonna be like, like, OK, guess we're eating cheese and crackers for the next three days. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. Like, and in Guam, too. That's where we went. We were in Okinawa. We were stuck there. We finally got out. The then we were in Guam, and the same weather was there, and we couldn't get out when we were stuck in Guam for longer. Oh, which that wasn't even sucks that to bad. be in Guam and have bad weather because it's it was so nice. beautiful there. No, it was nice in Guam. We just couldn't leave like the <laughs> island. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I love Guam. I've been there a few times. It's really fun. It's really fun. This is cool. Guam, like, that's the, uh, that's the American territory that uh, Kim Jong-un threatened to to destroy is it the, yeah how can you destroy guam it's so i don't know it's american but, but territory there's, but there's but that's like, who they can hit but there's some serious weapons on guam sure yeah it's, a, it's american yeah, pointed military at hub. north korea <laughs> yeah, as, as it should be yeah. i love by the way well super getting into politics i love by the way how Nor north korea threatens to bomb america trump defends us and goes well we're gonna bomb them back and everyone's like oh trump how dare you say that why would you threaten them trump why would you do no one seems to care that they're threatening us first, all right? Not defending him, but another country. Like, he's our leader defending us from someone who just threatened to kill us all. And everyone's mad at Trump. That's just politics right now. Okay. Just so we're clear, I'm not a Democrat. I, no, I, oh, I, I'm not you for mentioned Trump. that before. Yeah, I'm we, not for Trump. You're not for Trump, but you're not a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. So, yeah, my, well, my parents are Republican, like, very much. I would much, say far right. I'm more libertarian. Mind your own business. None of your business. Right. Like, it, uh, it's your body, your life. As long as you're not hurting me, stealing from me, or trying to kill them, you can do whatever the fuck you want with your body, with, with your life, as long as you're not doing those things. So, I don't understand why everyone's all up in each other's shit for everything these days. Oh, uh, because people don't want to drive through other people's potholes. Okay, I mean, Things like, like that. literal potholes? No, yeah, literally, like, drive down the road. I don't want a flat tire. Because okay, well I'd rather pay taxes than buy a new tire. Sure. But pa taxes, we're both Canadian. We moved to this country. Let oh, me tell yeah, there's so many taxes Let in me Canada. tell you something. There is taxes in Canada, and it's more socialist. Toronto's right. very more, more socialist, and everyone wants that stuff. It doesn't work, okay? Yeah, my pro My biggest problem with Toronto growing up was financially. My parents had money, and they had to give so much money to taxes. And then the people were on the welfare system would take advantage of it. So the welfare system would pay you $30,000, and all you had to do is prove that you were getting a job, looking for a job. And then the job they were going to get was going to pay them $25,000 why would they take that job? It's going to pay them less than Welfare Canada is already paying them. Well, it can be very paralyzing to people, to, but it doesn't really make for a great life no, like but, for but, them. But moving to America, my biggest thing, and I see it more now, it's exaggerated now, but what I saw, my biggest thing my first few years, I was like, what is with all these Americans that don't want to do anything and feel they uh, should reap everything? 
They don't want to do anything, but they should get everything. They want all the benefits that is American, but they don't really want to work for it. Some do. Don't get me wrong. Right. Many, many do. But there's many people that don't want to do anything and then feel that, that they deserve everything. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much human nature. It is a little bit human nature, but I mean, I don't, I'm not wealthy right now. Like I'm surviving off my comedy and writing and acting and voiceover work. So my merit is the one that pays my bills. So I'm not really complaining. It's not anybody else's fault. So fiscally, I'm still conservative, even though I'm not wealthy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, and I imagine if I was wealthier, I'd just think more along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. I don't, well, I mean, I'm not, I have no problem sharing it. And I do understand, like you said, we need to keep these, clean these potholes and we need to have traffic well, that's lights. That's just a basic thing of you know we live in an ecosystem where we all have to share the same space so but when i see our... people on welfare with five kids and they're still getting food stamps it's like just stop well it's in our best interest though to try and figure out how to all like i mean i'd rather them get food stamps than their kids be hungry oh no doubt so Should we I... sing kumbaya right now yeah kumbaya, my Lord. i mean i'm i'm kumbaya. rather conservative fiscally i grew up that way but i i also see the value from growing up in Canada to like I mean when I drive through downtown LA and I down Skid Row that area have you explored that when very much you go downtown when you go downtown when life's a joke we go down <laughs> doesn't it wake you out when you're down there because there's so many I, sick homeless people I, mean, I guess I I live in West Hollywood so have I, you ever ventured out to oh for sure I've yeah. seen many, no but I mean there's yeah, I mean there's those rows in West Hollywood areas and there's right. homeless people I've I have a regular homeless guy like yeah got, you have your your dude I got local guys yeah. I, don't, I have no I don't have I have sympathy but I don't really I'm kind of unaffected nowadays well, you also know that most of these people are there's mentally ill mentally ill and right. they don't want a home they well, don't literally want a home they'd rather be on their own and not have to worry about well, they want to do their a lot of them want to do drugs and not be bothered but and that's Who how that, but that's i know me too uh but that's i want to <laughs> do drugs i have a home i wish <laughs> i wish i could be that free um no but the 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 point is like there there's so many people that are so sick whether it's drug addiction or mental illness or whatever it is and then if, but if you drive 45 minutes without traffic you could be in beverly hills on Rodeo Drive, where there's so much wealth, and I, I I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm Robin Hood, but I do think that, that here's the problem: if there's some airborne or whatever, or some disease that forms on Skid Row because it happens to start there because that's where it would begin, it knows no boundaries. It's not going to stay there. It's going to be in your backyard within 45 minutes. Wasn't there some Ebola thing in San Diego this Was week? Was there? Yeah, a few days ago, they were Seriously? bleaching the streets because like 300 people died. This is real. Shut up. Yeah. 300 people died in I San Diego. 300 people were sick. Maybe not. Maybe maybe 300 people didn't die, but there was a good amount of people. But they got died. Ebola exposure. What are you there talking about? There was something about? on. It was. I, uh, listen, don't quote me. It was something on the streets. You can go look not it up. Ebola. Maybe not Ebola, but it was something like that. There were, should I look it up? People got. Here? Yeah. No. No. I, I I obsess over diseases. I'm like really. What's funny is that my my uh, my parents' friends came down from Canada. I met them in Santa Monica, um, for some dinner, and then they were like, "Wow." There's so many homeless people here. I'm like, yeah, because they don't die. Yeah, it's it's good weather. <laughs> if you're going to be. Yeah. At least they're smart almost Santa Monica. That's a good place to be rather than Canada where it's frozen yes. for seven months of the year and yes. you literally die. If you're die. homeless and you're in Toronto, you need to move and be homeless. <laughs> you need to leave your homeless place and come to a better climate. I mean, look, it's it's a great place to live out here. So, But I don't, I, I don't think people should living on the street like i just don't in a country that's as wealthy as ours and i mean that's 
That oh, takes here we go. Hepatitis A. Oh, Hep A. Okay. Hep A was a was a uh, outbreak. Okay, well that's different than Ebola. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> Ebola Listen, it makes good. you shit your guts out. Okay. Hep A. Uh, you, but people you died. Shit, you Look get it sick. up. People died. So they're seeing, yeah. oh, it's on CBS News. These are and it's one day ago, twenty three hours ago. They're still talking about. Well, it's Hep A. Is, I think you can get that from like cooking. Like that's Hepatitis B is sexually transmi- transmitted. Yeah. So they're not. It's not. Hep B and C, right? As you know what else is sexually transmitted? What? Parenthood. Oh yeah, it's I the contracted STD. that. Sexually transmitted, Daniel. I can, yeah, no, I contracted that <laughs> yeah. twice. Ooh, yeah, she's got kids. I know. That's dirty. Disgusting. It's dirty. My my vagina's had that STD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have kids, but I do get nervous on Father's Day whenever the telephone rings. Do you? <laughs> Papa! Papa! Wrong number. Right? Do you think you might have? Left some somewhere? Yeah, no, possible? I think I've been careful, but uh, I've made stupid decisions on the road, of course. So yeah, just women are crazy. You got to be careful out there, right? We yeah. all got to be careful. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> I don't really want to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, there you're. We're all we're all uh, we're in the public eye. Even though you're not famous, like we're famous for an hour. You know, like you go <laughs> somewhere, we could be in the middle. No, where did we do a gig? Where was our gig? And we were in like Ridgecrest. Oh yeah, California. That, that you go there and there's 100 people and all of a sudden everybody wants your, to be your best friend. Everybody wants a part of you. fuckable in, in Ridgecrest. No offense, Ridgecrest. No. But that night there was... Listen, if there's enough alcohol, everyone's fuckable. That's the point. <laughs> oh, no. But it, I know. I get I get kind of a, a little looser. With the I just loop. think that I, <laughs> you don't, we don't really need to get into so many details, but just, you know, we're... Something happened with Kevin Hart recently because he's in the public eye. So people want a piece of you. You're, you're out in the public. So you just multiply. If you're famous, you just multiply that by a million or... That of what? Of people wanting to fuck you you just don't realize that you're affecting people and you don't know who they are and you know we've got we got to trust people when we go on the road I so i'm too trusting adam i'm too trusting too but i learned my lesson to not be like that and that was the biggest thing and i thought i've been like that as a person because i thought people were all good but then you realize that some people aren't all good they don't really have good intentions for you and even people you know and love people change we evolve i know you've been through your own situation I'm really way too trusting i i mean i'm and i'm pretty naive like i I mean, I'm I'm kind of like new to this world of of being single, so I don't even know what's up or down. It's really scary. What age were you when you got married? Uh, we I was, I don't know. I met him when I was like 24, or so I'd only been with a couple. Do you people. talk about your age, or do you tell people my like, age yeah, now? Yeah. I'm I only my vampire age. Right. I'm 394 years old. Oh, good. I yes. think that we're the same age. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've decided recently vampire that I that I must be a vampire. I look way younger than I am, so that's good. Well, I guess my point was we were talking about like you know um, being a comedian and you know people want a piece of you. Like I know imagine Donald Trump. Listen, just so we're clear, I am. I said I am. Uh, not a Democrat. That doesn't mean I'm a full-fledged Republican. It doesn't think I, I mean I think Donald Trump's the answer. I think he's out of his mind, but it doesn't take away from certain values that I believe that aren't going to change. Overall, I'm still a libertarian. Like, mind your own business, your body, your life. As long as you're not hurting anyone, stealing from them, or trying to kill them, you can do whatever you want. But that comment, that's grab him by the pussy that everyone holds on to. First of all, it was a private conversation that was recorded, then leaked. So he wasn't, right, that's he wasn't not standing fair, at a right? podium yeah. going, he wasn't standing telling Americans, Americans grab, grab them and America. Grab them by the pussy. That would be right. a different speech. So everyone holds him to that. And if he's a million, like just imagine for a second, everybody that's angry that I said Trump, something positive about Trump. Just imagine you're a billionaire and you're running for president and you walk into a room of a thousand people, 500 being women. You don't think a few of them are just going to throw themselves at this guy? Yeah. 
They are. They throw themselves at me, and I just did 15 minutes at a shitty club in Ridgecrest. You know, so just imagine, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's right or acceptable or okay, but that is the truth. So just because you don't do it as a woman doesn't mean there's not 97,000 other women that will do it. So maybe he's just done that and has been able to walk and be like, I'll take that girl, that girl, and that girl. And they just go, hee hee, he's Donald Trump, (laughs) you know? And, And again, not saying it's right or wrong, but it just happens. And that's happened to him. It's happened to me. So it's not so wow. crazy. So women have just thrown themselves at you after For sure they have. Because Absolutely. Because you made them laugh? Because I made them laugh. And you're because, on stage. Because I'm, it's powerful. Because they just went out that night. They're pissed off with their ex-boyfriend. And they're out for a ladies' night. And who knows what the reasons have are. Have you banged some of these girls? Of course, right? I've, I've, I've had some, some girls that I met from the road. I mean, not, not that often. Right. But I've also, you know, trusted the wrong people. And, right, and right. And went home with crazy people. And learned my lesson. Like, oh, God, that person's out of their mind, you know? It's uh, it's hard to know who to trust. And but I learned I learned the lessons of like you know the obviously life is like you only learn it's like being on stage you only when do you learn the most when you bomb. <laughs> so yes, when you bomb at life. Right, that's you learn. when you bomb at life. When you screw up, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna do that again. If you go yeah. somewhere, if I made a right turn and I and I land in this cloud of 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 candy and 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 cartoons and happy places. And I'm like, oh, this is the best place. But if I go left and it's the devil stabbing people and murders <laughs> and stuff, like, mm, maybe I won't go that direction anymore. Except I think when it comes to like relationships, we probably make the same mistakes over and over. I mean, it's very hard to unlearn your pattern with in that realm, right? Don't we kind of gravitate to or like attracted to certain types of people? I, I mean, I, I tend to, I don't know. I, I feel like I would be more inclined to be, to gravitate towards a certain type of person. Well, my girlfriend now is a lot different than than I am. I think I've gravitated to her because it's more of a grounding. Like she's more reminds me of more of like uh, family that I grew up with, or like a girl I grew up with in like a nice environment. Like I'm Jewish, she's Jewish, and uh, comes from a good family. I come from a good family. So although I've gone out on my own, I still have those values of like I still love my my grandmother. Still my favorite person of all mm-hmm. time. Um, you know my gra- so I still have that. So it's like I like I think of myself. I could dine with kings and dance with jesters, you know? right? So I can roll on both those sides. And sometimes maybe I've spent too much time dancing with jesters. I want to get back to dining <laughs> with kings. Okay, yeah. so you're dining with a king now. This lady sounds well. She's good. great. She's yeah. She's a wonderful person for sure. But I'm just saying higher uh, values of a person, more better morals, but cleaner. Like not not as I'm, you know. I met people. I've dated people with just like you know their own little whacked out stories and. Uh, bad relationships family family is important a lot of things like most most of my friends for example we all come from different places of course all my friends back from Toronto we all have similar backgrounds but I could say and I realized as I've looked at all my group of friends let's say I have you know 10 to 20 of my best friends they're all different they're all wacky most of them are artists but majority of them come from some sort of good family you know like they have good relationships with their parents that seems to be a, a correlation I don't know. I mean, I I like people who are damaged. I think because <laughs> no, they can't be damaged. So but you know, do you have a good relationship with your family? I do. There you go. So that's yeah, what my I mean. parents have been. I'm damaged too, but my parents are still good people. You right. know, like I'm. Do you know what I mean? There's still yeah. some sort of ground in it. Our damage is not as damaged as other people. Do you, Do you see what I'm saying? It's all relative. It's like we're all we're all it's little damaged. It's our first world damage. It's exactly it's <laughs> first world damage. But like damage is like real damage you know like like we were talking about before like people that play the victim in order to get attention that's right. real damage. i don't even I, I know what that is you right. know 
I, I can't imagine what's happened to people, to someone in their childhood that then affects their future. And everything is about that one Fisher King wound. You know the Fisher King wound? No. That's like, that's like Freudian shit from like Fisher high school. Fisher King wound? Do you remember the movie with Robin Williams called The Fisher King? No. It was a psychological thing. It's like Freud or... Okay, it's like I should the know this. The, 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 the ego and the Fisher King wound is that one wound that happens to us as a child and it holds on to you. It's like, and it could be an actual wound, like oh. a car accident, a, a death in the family, a, uh, a kidnapping, a, uh, you got lost, you know, something that happens to you and then you hold on to that and your whole life is kind of getting over that one wound. And everybody has one wound? I don't know if everyone has one. I think my wound happened later on in life. I was really having a good time. So I don't right. really. And then, you know, I, I kind of was not paying attention. And it's like, you you, you know, when you don't pay attention. You, you can get blindsided. Another, a Fisher King wound. And, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's based on my example. I don't know if it counts, if it happens later in life. But if you're listening to this and want to look up Fisher King Wound, it'll explain it to you better. Also, look me up, adamrichmancomedy.com. Right, right, right. <laughs> How many listeners you got anyhow? I, I, Do you? I'm sure I you got a bunch. Okay, yeah. yeah. In fact, the, in the podcast, this is one of the last audio recordings I'm going to be doing because it's going to be a visual deal in a few weeks. Oh, cool. Oh, then I'll have to shower? you have to come and That's do it again. bullshit, Lana. I know. You're adorable, I have awesome. to shower. Also, I have to shower. Don't worry about all your shit, you know? My shit? Yeah, I mean, uh, any depression, anything oh, you know, I'm worried about. A, I don't know about depression exactly. I just kind of was like feeling, you know, and it's crazy. Sorry, that was my word for me. Was that? <laughs> that's, that's what I was dealing with. Well, I... It, I had something, like I said, that I had to deal with last night. And then I woke up this morning and it was still like I felt hungover from it. And I did my, I always try and work out in the morning and I just did that in a fog. And then I went to therapy and cried it out a little bit. And then now I'm here. So it just is what it is. And and I know like it, it's it's just being open and talking about things, um, which is good to share because other people feel the same way. I think if you... If you look at my Instagram, everything's happy and good. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> and everyone's I am happy Instagram. and good. I am happy and good. Well, that's the life you portrayed everybody. Listen, we are all happy, especially as comedians, because you want to oh, be the I'm, entertainer. I'm you want to so make people good. happy. I'm so good, but they're just you know. And then, and then there's this like weird dichotomy. You know, when you're when you are a comic, I always think that we have like this tremendous arrogance to be able to do what we do. You know, you have to be a, a real like really overly confident to walk on stage and be like I'm gonna fuck up this room and you know you're gonna fuck you just walk up and take the mic and you're like fuck it well, especially when this. they give you permission to when the know? audience is ready yeah, for when they're ready yeah. for it. like oh my god well that's the fun you I'd just know you're gonna fuck it up sure and, and I, you got the confidence and the I, swagger I push the envelope further to see like what I can do with my body with my physical right like, I, I enjoy comedy I don't like the people that just kind of stand there and blah blah I know you do a lot of guitars so your stuff is very creative so right. I like creative creativity like Anyone can memorize a joke, be like, knock, knock, who's there? Like, that's easy. But I like to choreograph where I'm going to stand, what my body's going to look like, well, the voice I'm using. Every night of that you get on stage is going to be a different one. And it's going to be amazing. And like you said before, even a bad night in comedy is still a great night because you learn more. But I, I, I know we, ha as comics, have that swagger of... I'm going to fuck up this room. And that's why when people are sitting in the audience and they see you, they want to fuck you probably, which yeah. is what you were saying. I don't know how they are with women. Female well, confidence comedians. is strong, powerful. It's a powerful thing. But it's fake because I'm not confident. I'm incredibly insecure. So like the... But the, you are confident it's on stage. Dichotomy. It's I think every comic, it, don't you? I mean, maybe you're different, but I feel like comics, were, we have this incredible confidence and this like... The coupled with terrible insecurity, so I might feel like this whole room absolutely loves me right now. I've made everybody in this room laugh. They are all my my friends right now in this room in this moment because I'm taking them on this fun ride. But when I get off stage, 
nobody loves me. <laughs> well, nobody yeah, ever love me. I don't know if they agree that they don't love you. I do agree. <laughs> I will never be loved, Adam. That is the job, though, no. to fake the confidence and fake. Like, you are the entertainer. You know, like, here's what comedy is. Hey, the band didn't show up. The jukebox is broken. <laughs> we got a microphone speaker. Can you go up there and entertain these people you for about an hour? Cool if you could hour. do that, you're a comic, you know? Yeah. But you, uh, you know, there. It, it is an art. You have to work on it. Like, that's why I want to give people something. Like, when I first started and learned, I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. I don't have to do it like this. I can do it like this. And it took me a while before I realized, oh, you can really do whatever you want as long as it's funny. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. It has to be funny. Yeah. No, that's the one. But I want right. to use my being. Like, I want to use my whole physical and be an, a, be an entertainer. But what I've also learned is that, like, f- about myself is that people really love me because I'm brash and I'm confident and I speak my mind and I don't apologize. And then the people that don't like me don't like me because I'm brash, I'm confident, I speak my mind. You, know? you mean in the audience you and find? Just people in general. They, for the people that like you for those reasons, there's also the same amount of people, I don't know if the same amount, that don't like you for the exact same right. reasons. So when I find, because I couldn't understand when I've been hated on by people, it's like, what did I do? Like, I don't even know you. What are you so right. worried about? <laughs> and when I first started in Canada, like working for the Yuck Yucks, I realized, it took me a while. I said, like, why do these guys not like me anymore? And then I realized, oh, they don't like me because I'm a threat to them. I'm taking oh, their jobs. Like the other comics. Yeah, like I'm coming through. I'm now taking their jobs. I'm funnier than them. I'm younger than them. I'm more hungry than them. I could be better looking than them. I could, whatever it is. Like they don't, they don't like that. So it took me a while to not take it personally. Right. You know, and then realize the only, they only come after you when you're doing well. Nobody's coming after you when you're on the ground already beaten down to a pulp. Like they want to knock you down because you feel like you're on top. You know, maybe I learned my lesson too. I was maybe too confident in this business, too, too trusting in people and felt, felt too good. And then I... You know, it comes crashing down when people like want to come after you, you know, and then. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know. I would be so oblivious if like as far as the business goes, every now and then I'll get um, a comment or something. Not that often, but somebody just really doesn't like what I do. And I think that's great because if somebody doesn't like it, then then there's a lot more people who will like I. I well, like the worst thing is if you're milk toasty and everybody. Well, let's say if you do, you know? if you're making everybody happy, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I think so on some level. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to not like my shit, and I want everybody to enjoy it and come back out again. But, you know, if if somebody doesn't, then that's that's a, that's a plus. And I mean, if everybody doesn't like it, then we're really... Well, I start doing... I've been doing real shit the last few years, like stuff I really think is funny. And then there's certain words that trigger people no matter what. Yeah? You know, like they don't they, they don't hear everything you're Your saying. Is full of the N-word? Is that what you're saying? No, I, don't, <laughs> I, do, I do sing the N-word. You do? <laughs> That's the joke. But because I can't it, say it, but can I can sing it? You can sing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been doing... Really I've been funny. making fun of like all of a sudden... Like, well, one of the bits I've been talking about is like I, I tell people that like, oh, I'm my political stance is not Democrat, which doesn't mean that I'm an alt-right Nazi, people, okay? Right. This Jew is not a Nazi. Right. And then you see all the Do people the get upset with No, them. then they realize that. But what I'm now making fun of, like, the new alt-right, all these guys, they were, like, these preppy guys with nice hair, wearing skinny jeans and carrying tiki torches. I'm like, was that a range of the meeting? It's like, okay, Hans, if we're going to march in hate, you have to have the tiki torches, all right? <laughs> no, Rutger, you can't have the baggy pants. If you're going to hatefully march, you have to have the skinny jeans. And we have to reinvent the new Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. We're having the tiki torches because after we hatefully march they against the Jews, we're going to have a luau. They don't have to shave their heads anymore. <laughs> no, I the don't Nazis, think so. the, the all they did was head. out themselves. You heard about that. Now they're right. all out of themselves, and now they're all losing their jobs. So they're a bunch of losers. Like, right, let me right, tell you I something. All the people scared there. The Nazis aren't coming back. Okay, 
Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Let them march and expose themselves. The world's not going to allow that. Well, it's, it's the, to hear a Jew say that it's never going to happen again, that's so anti, like, you're, it, it's, it, the Jewish perspective is, this shit could go down again. It's the Jewish perspective is it, it never forget. Every, ne- so I'm but not it goes gonna, down every couple, whatever well, years. Let me like, tell you something. Come on, Adam, get on the Well, pl- here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to a concentration camp. I'm going to either die or win, but I'm not going to a concentration camp. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. Like either what? I'll, yeah, I'm not going to, it's not, I wouldn't let that happen. So I wouldn't let myself get taken. I don't think we've learned our lesson of like, uh, of what's happened in the past. Well, I mean, die like I'm going to defend myself. But I mean, it keeps myself. happening, Adam. It's like the same, it's the Jewish pattern. It's uh, every holiday is like, don't forget what happened. And it happens again because <laughs> we're hated. We are, we are but why are we hated? Because we represent, in my opinion, you want to know why? Sure. This is so, somebody's going to get mad. Okay, here we go. Um, I think because if if Jesus was really a savior, we wouldn't exist. So we kind of, just by our existence, thumb our nose at Christianity. And it's just easier to get rid of it. Than I don't to thumb my nose it. at Christianity. No, we don't directly. But the existence of, look, we just had Rosh Hashanah. It, how many how many years old is our religion? 5,778. Okay. So we kind of like outnumber, like, do you know how small the Jewish population is? It's st- staggering. You're right. I know. Anyone listening, like, if they're offended, let me just tell you, if you're intimidated by the Jews in the world, you are <laughs> pathetic. We don't even represent 0.1% of the global population. The global population of Jews is close to 14.5 million but we're people. We're a thorn in the side of 14 and a half million people. And right. you're worried about 14.5 million people? Get You know what the answer is? It's one word why people don't like the Jews. Okay, you tell me what your theory is. It's really simple. What? We're annoying. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Maybe annoying, but <laughs> annoying right. comes with the other one. What? Why are people? Why don't people like the jo- the Jews? Jealousy, bitches. Jealousy. <laughs> Stop. No, try to be as half. Listen, if you were half as good as all the people Shut I grew up, up with and worked your ass off, you would do amazing. Adam, in the world. oh my god. What do you mean? I believe that. I'm not saying other people. Uh, only Jews are like that. I'm not saying that at all. There's many people that are like that. But most of the Jewish people I know are very hardworking, very successful, very great parents. They put their head down and they go to work. There's nothing wrong with that. They're not. We had the Holocaust that was like 75 years ago. We're still. We're not. We maybe complain to each other, but we're still successful. We've still. We've still done well since then. Yeah. Okay. So at some point we could have we could have curled up and died, but we're still struggling. We still fight through. We still we still try to succeed. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, but I mean. I, I don't even know where we started. You've, <laughs> well, lost, that, you've lost me in the hole. It just listen, sounds I, very, it sounds like very Aryan nation, but from a Jewish perspective. It's not Aryan nation. Listen, I've like, looked around because there's no other reason. If Jews weren't doing well, what, what's the, always the argument for Jewish people? Well, they have all the money. They're the ones in Hollywood that have all the money. No, there's tons of people in Hollywood that have money, not just you Jewish have, people. Isn't there like one, don't you have a Jewish family member that's broke? I mean, I, Yeah, I, me. Do, okay, so then, I mean, there's, it's not, it's just a stereotype. You're perpetuating... I, it, okay, I'll give you this. Most oh, of on. my family are doctors and lawyers and their traditional backgrounds. Right, That's what the, they do. There's a strong emphasis on education in the Jewish religion. I Absolutely, which and is also very important. education is really good for leading towards success, but it's not across the board. And I mean, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, like when you get, there's so many different 
levels. Do you want to get into the Palestinian argument against why they don't like Israel? Like, you know, like everyone think, why can't they get along? They do want to get along. Israel wants to get along with Palestine. What do the Palestinians want? They want the Jews to die in a horrible death and their blood to fill the seas. Like, that's what they want. Ask anybody and that's what they're going to tell well, it's you. It's a terrible political ploy there. Like, with Okay, the well, that's that it. Well, like, like, you, want, you want peace in the Middle East? Yeah. Then we can do it. These guys, they don't want. They don't acknowledge your right to live. That's why I'm adamant like that. I don't really, I have tons of friends that aren't Jewish. I'm not saying Jewish people are the only people. Indian people are great. Indian people are very similar to Jewish people. Italian people, very similar to Jewish people. Hard work, family values, education, that kind of stuff. Have you got, Have you done, um, you've been to Israel, right? I have not been to Israel, but oh. I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Well, I know why I, my sister I, was on a tr teen trip when she was when I was 17 and a girl got killed uh, on a beach. One of the girls in her on group? One of the girls on her, on her group, was they had a day off, they went to Tel Aviv, got blown up. Oh, All right. my this God. This happened when I was a kid. It affected everybody and how we were going to Israel. So I didn't go to Israel for a long time. And then She's a 17-year-old girl on a trip. She was ni uh, 19. 19, I was, I was on a trip, and she got killed on the beach. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, I know her brother. I know. I Also, a few years ago, there was a uh, terrorist swap because three Israeli soldiers were, were uh, kidnapped by... Uh, the PLO, and uh, they had to make a trade. So Israel decided they'll trade 100 terrorists for the three Israeli soldiers. And one of the terrorists they traded was the guy that killed the girl oh back God. in 1990. Holy shit. Yeah. So that affected me. I Believe me, I want to go to Israel. Is that and I'm one of go your Israel. Fisher, whatever it was? <laughs> Fisher King Loon. Yeah. Just so we're clear, if anyone's out there thinking that I think that Jews are better, no, I don't. I think everyone's great. I think everyone is uh, deserves the equal chance at life. You're, there's a guy with a startled pistol, pistol, and he goes, "On your mark, get set, go." And some people take off running and contribute to the world, and some people don't. But I'm tired of, and I don't mind if people get mad at me. I'm tired of people blaming the Jews, blaming like it's their fault that their life sucks. No, it's your fault that your life sucks. Pick it up, figure it out, try to make it better. There's many people that have been born into nothing that picked up by the, themselves up by the bootstraps and became super successful. Look at the Oprahs of the world, you know? Like, she came from nothing and is amazingly successful. So I don't think she's apologizing for it, and I don't think she's blaming anybody for it. So you can also do that. And also, I'm not saying all Jews are successful. There's many that aren't. I've had my ups and downs, and I think I'm going to be incredibly successful. i got enough projects and things going because I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping because of the things that happened to me. Right. I'm a Jew, but I love Jesus because <laughs> I respect him. Okay. Not so much religious reasons, but this guy had an impact on the world. I mean, think about it. We didn't even start counting time until he died. Oh, my God. Jesus is dead. One, well, two, kind of three. It started like 300 years after, right? <laughs> what? The religion really came about 300 years later. Or the thousands of years later, depending. Well, I mean, Israel's a really amazing. When you do get a chance to go, and I, I hope you do, since you're so passionate, it's a it's so amazing, especially Jerusalem, the old city, because you have the three major religions all basically on top of one another. I mean, you have the the first temple, which is the the wall that you always see the Hasidic one with like people praying to it, bowing to the wall, and then on top of that is Dome of the Rock. So Dome of the Rock, which is not, I think it's like the second or third most holy site for Muslims is attached to the yeah, first temple. Totally. It's one building. Um, and so when you talk about wanting to create peace, like it's... And Jews invite other cultures to come to Israel. Yes. You are welcome. Christians, Catholics, Muslims, please come here. Yeah. It's Just come here in peace. Yeah. And what do the countries surrounding them have? No Jews allowed. No Jews 
allowed. Well, it's not. And no one seems to complain about just, that. Just Everyone's super upset about the immigration laws in America. Oh, let everyone in. What about these countries that do not allow Jews to well, live there? As a woman, you can't go through Egypt without um, covering your ankle. Like, no. you have to wear pants and. But feminism and your still shoulders. writes, still talks about the equal rights in America. This is an amazing place to live. You have amazing rights. And, right. And it's not even close to the rest of the world. So if you want to talk about equality, move to the Middle East and fight that battle. Right. No, I mean, look, it sucks to be a woman pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't really suck to be a woman. It's uh, to, uh, to, Yeah, it, it's harder to be in a, a lot woman. In Come a on. lot of countries, sure, but not in America. I think it's pretty good. It's great, but it's still hard. You got a divorce, not right? A level playing field. Do you talk about that? I'm not yet divorced. I'm trying. Okay. Will you get the kids? Um, I don't actually. I can't really detail it right now, but okay. Mostly, I, I'm I'm a single okay, parent, forget, and forget I about that. Then. The only one that has. But them. ninety times, ninety nine times out of hundred, when women women get divorced, they get the house and the kids. That's not true, Adam. I'm sorry. I've, Is it not? No, I know it's a horror show. I've never seen it the other way. Uh, we can talk. I mean, it's a horror <laughs> show. I know so many people. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it like something like that. <laughs> I also know, listen. I, I but you know what? Here's the other thing about about a woman in a marriage who ha when there's children, a woman gives up a lot of her opportunities professionally, and then when the divorce occurs, she has to go figure out how to make a living. Now, well, this is children. an interesting topic. I'm just saying, actually, culturally. I always hear people complaining about uh, female rights. Like, and I've talked to many of my family members. Like, I don't find that that most Jewish women are struggling for equality. Like, they're very powerful women in my family. Very smart, very capable. I don't think they're they feel hard done by. So I feel like sometimes it's very cultural. Like, it is okay in some families that the guy goes out and is the hunter, and the woman stays home and takes care of the family. That's still traditional values. Not saying everyone has to do that, but it does work. I do have many people in my family there where the husband works and the women take care of the family. If there's a divorce, then it changes the dynamic. For sure, but that. it hasn't so far in the, in the new families I'm talking about. I, my, I come from divorce. I lived with my mother, you know, but my father was very prominent. It wasn't, I don't feel unloved by my family, you know. <laughs> Another one of those Fisher. Yeah, that could, well, that could be my Fisher King when I was that like, is. divorced when I was five, sure. There you go. But I, I'm well adjusted and I have a better life, a stepfather and stepmother and stepsisters, and I think my life is better and more fulfilled because of these other people. If I didn't have my stepsisters, I wouldn't have like all these nieces and nephews that I'm super close with. You know, I have an extra like eight to ten. I've That's what you're saying. You have a ton of, of offspring in your family. Yeah, I have 18 nieces, nephews, and cousins. So I'm close with them all. And my stepsister, I have a biological sister I'm not as close with as I am with my stepsisters. So to me, it's all just semantics. Family is a feeling. We've been all over the place in this conversation. I don't even know where how we, we went from, <laughs> like... But isn't that the best, though? We're just talking. We're I having know, a conversation. No, it's cool. I'm Did you want to go in a certain better. direction? Not really. I just was... Well, at first I thought we would go in one way, and then we ended up talking about Israel, which is way too long of a conversation for... And it is too long of a conversation, and the only thing I'm saying I'm, that I'm passionate about is like, listen, again, just mind your own business. It's not the Jews' fault. It's not the Muslims' fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's your own life. You need to figure it out. So anyone that's like marching in hate, that's protesting, all those people could figure out how to make their lives better. It's not my fault. It's not your oh, fault. Oh, that's where we get back to where you were saying that you're conservative, and then we, we started in Canada, and we we're talking about, yeah. That's how it went. That's Canada's how this a great, conversation Canada's went. a great place. It's just limited. And I think America, America's wonderful. And people, do, I think sometimes Americans Wait, are, are too close. Are you a citizen now? You've been here for I so got long. A, yeah, I got a green card. Your green card? Yeah. And then eventually I'm going to get my uh, citizenship, full citizenship. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, so so you're, you're going to be an American. And that's, you prefer it? I prefer it, yeah. 
Oh, I love more being opportunity Canadian. for me. It's I'm an artist, so living in California. Listen, I, say what you want about California. There's a lot of ripping on on California for the bullshit, and there's definitely some, but. This is the biggest artist colony I've ever seen in my life. There's nothing else like it. So I love L.A. I'm so L.A. I hate but myself. But that's why I like L.A. Because of like all my friends are writers and actors and comedians and other forms of artists. And I find that cool. And I didn't want to live. I want everybody who's a doctor and a lawyer and, a, and in finance. And that's boring as shit to me, you know. Right. Not to everybody, but. I, I, I don't think that's boring at all. No, but no, I said not to everybody. I would have been a, a good lawyer, but I. Everybody was doing the same thing. Look, you would be a good lawyer because you have when you say something, you're so convincing about it. Too. Also, humor would be great in the courtroom. Well, <laughs> courtrooms are actually the, can be very funny. Yeah. I've been in quite a few of them this year, the last two years, and they bring. I've been in too many. Let's. Yeah. Your honor, I'm honor. He's honor. Everyone is <laughs> honor. That's why we're here. You've been in too many. <laughs> yeah, you had a big thing, huh? Yeah. Stupid courts but this this that's also what's wrong with america if i can complain about america it's too too litigious too too much uh it's too much of a business you know the, the, oh yeah the courts uh, courts the yeah. prison system that not letting people go once you're in you're just in they want to make everybody into a criminal you know you get into trouble the lawyer fees they just waste so much time and uh it, it's like that's my that's my biggest problem with with america it's expensive. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I can attest to that. But I have a whole bit, though. Like, But have you seen the prison system? They're immaculate. <laughs> you know, it's amazing in there it's with all the tax-paying money. It's a great place. They got food and all these people they're worried about. Like, Because other people, they say they come to America, they commit a crime, and then we try to send them back to their country, and they don't want to go. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, make them go. Tie them up and duct tape them. Fly them over their shithole of a country and just drop them with a parachute. Make them go. But then if you think about it, they're coming from some of these third world countries like it is way better to live in an American prison than some of these places. We should be advertising to them. Right. Does your life suck? Come live in a prison. Right. <laughs> Does your life suck? Do you see it no going nowhere? Well, come to prison. That's a crazy. Do you want three square meals a day, a roof over your head, and you get to hang out with your friends all day long? Well, come to prison. Wow. Also, are you into daily beatings and man-on-man -man ass rape? Well, prison's for you. Oh, that kind of... <laughs> All you got to do is sneak in the United States and commit a crime, like rob a bank, steal a car, punch a baby in the face, and they just scroll all the crimes you can do. <laughs> you should make that commercial for a YouTube that video. That would be a funny video, actually. It'd be, it'd be a food for thought. Anyways. But I do that as, as a bit where it's do like... You? Yeah, totally. I think it's I think it's true. I think it's funny. It is funny. And if we're making fun of it, but really, let's think about it. If you lived on the streets of El Salvador and it's death in that country and there's nothing going on and somehow you go to the states and get arrested you literally now have a roof over your head <laughs> and you get to hang out with the el salvadorian crew over on that side you know oh god and there's food every day and you're with your like i'm you know uh. <laughs> not for us but if you if you got nothing else going on well this that i imagine no, that no. some people have not have no problem going i to jail. think that you're the, what you did was you just brought us around full circle to the beginning of the podcast, which totally. is first world problems. Yes. We don't have real problems, which is a good journey for me to have been on in this last roughly 42 minute talk but because I don't feel quite as bummed out as I did when we started. Good. And, do you know, I saw a stat that since 1985, California has built 28 prisons and one university. Oh, shit. Yeah. One university in 30 something years and... Third, close to 30 prisons. So would you be more into paying taxes then, Adam, if it was to go toward education? Oh, I know. We're just getting some noise. It's good that we're almost done because they're about to blow some leaves around. Wow. Do you, what do you that think? No, oh, I got no problem paying taxes for stuff like that. Right. It's just. Oh, sorry. For paying for the prisons? No, no. no for paying for the education. 
I got no problem with pay. I, I think everybody deserves some sort of taxes. I have no problem. I think taxes just should be like 20, 25% all around, like right? start to finish. Or if you make X amount of dollars and you have enough to give, like if you have a super ridiculous amount of money and it's just sitting there and be like, hey, dude, how about you throw a little bit more into this? Well, we're in the first world where we have blowers that blow leaves around. Yeah, as we're sitting at the Mulholland at the Tennis Bill, Club. And we have a pretty good fucking life. So all in all, you can get pissy about shit, but we could just you know, to go for a swim. What do you say? Yeah. Let's just do that. That's a good life, right? We're good. It's not so bad. We're good. Adam, where can people find you? <laughs> well, it is a good life. It, it, it is a good life, and it's uh, you're definitely it's just that. I guess the only hard part is wanting things makes it it's trouble. Like our troubles are sometimes you just you desire to be successful, so you want things. I just want to be loved. Well, that's a that's a thing. Okay. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I just asked you, where can people find you? Uh, you can check out my website. It's uh, adamrichmancomedy.com. I'm always uh, performing. I'm, I'm in town for a few weeks. I'm in Ohio for uh, a couple weeks in about three weeks to month. Then I have uh, do some military shows. You can check out uh, Adam Richmond fans on um, Facebook. Find me on there. Twitter, Richmond Comedy. Instagram, Adam Richmond Comedy. I'll be promoting all my shows. There's so much to talk about. I mean, we could do this for hours, but I, I, know. We'll I do really this appreciate again. it. Yeah. We'll do it again. Um, guys, this is like we're wrapping up this podcast with the audio, but in a couple weeks I'm going to be on Dronebox, which is going to be a video podcast. I will oh, – not, it's not a video podcast. It's a video show, like a vi filmed show. But we're going to – I'm going to be uploading the audio biweekly now instead of every week on – here so you can still listen to it it's still going to be awesome um but a lot more production value and i'm really excited about it adam it's going to be fun i think it's gonna be great and just love people be kind out there how about that be kind to each other so i hope i don't come off too harsh sometimes <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know you can say all kinds of wicked evil shit and at the end of the podcast just be like just be kind well i'm sweet to people <laughs> i'm just part of the edge you know being comedians we, we see no, stuff. you're honest and yeah. you spoke your mind and i really appreciate that and we jumped around to a lot of topics there's but definitely I, a lot of topics i really enjoyed hearing your thoughts thanks lana thank you thanks for having me anytime this has been fun have a great day guys thank you ciao <laughs>